there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Here you go, uh, 30 straight minutes of Week 7 <clears throat> National Football League talk as the great Adam Shirtoff joins the program now, longtime friend of the show, excellent on the National Football League. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Follow him on X at Adam Shirtoff, and he also does a lot of uh, free content on the Right Angle Sports app. Adam, good morning. Thanks for the time, as always. Let's begin by talking about what happened last night, as difficult as that was to watch with the New Orleans Saints I, I, Derek Carr, just in a, t- a total abomination last night. The play calling, the execution, all of it was terrible. And tie that into the lack of success that we've seen basically league-wide inside the red zone so far this year. Okay, what I didn't notice during the game, and I jumped into the box score after and saw that jumped out, was that the Saints went 3 of 18 on third down. They were 0-10 on any third down that was five yards or longer. And mm-hmm. that kind of illustrates the Saints' season as a whole. And it was really four or five on fourth down that ended up saving them quite a bit. Here's what I'll say about the Saints and what surprised me. I liked them last night, thought they could cover at minus two. I was surprised how that market ended up moving with the Lawrence News ticked up for the Saints. That was that was kind of it, I think, for them with Carr. Because in the Houston game last week, he, at the end of the game, had the helmet ripped off, got right in Carmichael's face, was letting him hear all about it. After the game, he basically throws the play calling under the bus. He's blaming everything on communication issues. And, and it was the spot where you have the Jags, third game in 13 days. Like, that could have been different. Without their best corner, that, could, like, that was the spot for the Saints. Mm-hmm. And guys, it was the same thing over and over again. It's short passes. It's double-digit targets to Kamara. It's Olave just going 50% on routes, miscommunication, struggles in the red zone, inability to do anything explosive. And now you wonder, like, where does this go? Carve 55 attempts for 300 yards. Did they, did they come back to them? Is there a switch? Carmichael didn't. He kind of tried to talk himself out of the job in the preseason. But now we have the Saints kind of firmly in this like, group of teams that are about 12 or 13 league-wide that just can't do anything in the red zone. They're okay moving the ball between the 20s. And Mitch, like you said, there's kind of this league-wide trend where we're seeing through six weeks in a game now, it's a 15-year high for field goals kicked. It's a 15-year low for red zone drives converted into touchdowns. 
And we're seeing average totals across the league down a couple points since where we started in week one. So even though the under rate through six weeks in a game is identical to last season, we're seeing these totals nearly a field goal lower on average than what we were last year. So like the market's clearly, clearly adjusting for this. But we have so many teams like the Saints who are struggling in these spots when they get down close to the end zone, when they get close to the red zone. I just I don't know if it changes league wide, but that was crazy last night to see a crazy stat to wrap this up. Saints ran more plays in the red zone last night than the Steelers have all season. And yes. so, <laughs> I mean, we're just we're in a weird spot uh, league wide with a lot of these teams. We are. And while they weren't in the red zone, I think it's a league wide problem about lack of creativity. Everyone goes for it and then they call a terrible play like what the Jags did from midfield third and one and fourth and one. So that's another part to it. Um, Do we see, also staying with play calling, what happens now? You called this, you asked for it, and it happened. Frank Reich no longer calling the plays. What do you expect from a play calling standpoint now with Thomas Brown taking over, although Carolina's on the bye now? Yeah, so this is significant. We talked about it a couple weeks ago and said how this needed to happen, right? Because we had Frank Reich, who was just kind of suffocating this Panthers offense. The wide receivers for Carolina cannot get open. Like you mentioned, Paulie, zero creativity. And they have a guy sitting there as offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown, who many people watching may not know, who spent a lot of time in Los Angeles with Sean McVay, who when it comes to creativity and play design, we've seen him over the past five or six years be one of the most successful and one of the most creative. So I think Thomas Brown stepping in as OC, especially out of the bye for Carolina with extra time to get this going, is going to shift this team pretty significantly. Now, I say significantly. They're dead last in the league in terms of a lot of offensive metrics, right? It's been all kinds of bad when you strip out garbage time. I don't think that the Panthers become a top 10 offense. I just think they become significantly better than what they are now. I think with his play calling, what we saw in the preseason where they were splitting halves, you saw a lot more pre-snap motion. You saw a lot more play action. It's all of these kind of modern things that we see top play callers utilize to get guys open, to get their quarterback more comfortable, and the Panthers are absolutely going to employ that. But guys, here's what I'll say about an interesting note and why I've been kind of hesitant to criticize Bryce Young in the same way that many other people have. If we go back to the preseason in week one, let's think about who Bryce Young has had to face. He played the Jets, who were going all out, blitzing in the preseason. So that was his debut. Next week, he has to play the Giants. Same thing with Wink Martindale. You kind of get the all-out blitz. Then he had to go in the regular season, face the Falcons, who he's seen as one of the top defenses so far. He played the Saints, who have a very, very good defensive line, especially within the interior. And then he played the Seahawks, who very quietly top five in a lot of key defensive metrics across the board. And then he got the Lions again. And obviously, you know how, how great the Lions pass rush has been so far through six weeks in the season. So nothing's come easy at all for Young, all season, preseason included. Now he gets out of the bye. He gets the play calling boost. And you look at this upcoming schedule for Carolina. It's the Texans, Colts, Bears, the next three weeks. Those are all winnable games for the Panthers, especially if you get this offensive play calling uptick like I think we're going to see. And so it it kind of an interesting little run here for Carolina. They really needed to make the play caller switch. And I think we see much better performances the next couple weeks from the Panthers out of the bye. Uh, Let's see what they open at against the Houston Texans. Think we'll see him as a dog. That'll be really interesting on Sunday night. All right. Very good. The NFC South feast continues. Uh, Atlanta and Tampa now. So the same same thing. I mean, Art Smith's on the hot seat. He's going to get fired. He can't go down with Ritter. What if Ritter struggles again and turns it over. I mean, at what point is Atlanta going to make a quarterback change? And, you know, they're taking on Tampa, small road dogs. As I said before, you came on, Tampa's played two good teams, routed by Detroit and Philadelphia and couldn't move the ball. What are your thoughts? Okay, I'll push back a little bit on Ritter and disagree a little bit because if we think about weeks one to four, every single week that we're looking back on these games, the complaint about Atlanta was Arthur Smith's not throwing the football enough. Desmond Ritter's not doing anything through the air. The Falcons can't just be this run-only team against eight, nine, ten guys in the box. And so everyone was calling for more passing from Ritter. The last two weeks, we've seen Ritter throw back-to-back weeks for 300-plus yards. 
And I get that he had these back-breaking turnovers last week. It cost the team on those three plays that he turned it over 40% in combined win probability, right? It was really, really bad. However, what was also incredibly bad was Bijan Robinson, who rushed for an 8% success rate on his 13 carries. And so all of the criticism is going for Desmond Ritter, who in the last two weeks has been allowed to throw the football a lot more, what everybody wanted, right? Everyone said, we need more Kyle Pitts. We need more Drake London. Where are these guys? Why are we getting so much John U. Smith? We're finally getting what we wanted from the Falcons offense, but these three plays have kind of clouded what this performance has been recently and where this team could possibly go. And so I'm going to push back on the Ritter stuff just a little bit. Let's see how it goes this week, because what I find very interesting, and the Buccaneers to me are one of the biggest fade candidates league-wide, not just this week, but potentially okay. going forward. Here's what really stands out, and people listening can take note of this and look at it as we go week to week now that we have a lot of data. When you compare EPA per play and success rate per play, two very popular stats that are advanced metrics, when you see a big gap between EPA per play and success rate, typically what it means is an offense is operating at a very high boomer bust level. And so when we look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're 15th in EPA per play on offense. They're 30th in success rate. So you're talking league average versus one of the worst marks in the league. And when you look at why this is happening, where this gets really crazy is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As you look at the scoreline, not a lot of points on the board all season. They are third best in the NFL on third and fourth down. And so when you think about where all of these big plays are coming for the Buccaneers, it's third down and fourth down. And that in no way is predictable of future success. When you see just massive outlier performances on third and fourth down, and you see all these struggles on first and second down, that is a sign of an offense that cannot sustain the level of play that they're at. And for the Buccaneers, it hasn't been good as is. And this is all happening because we have another play caller situation in the NFC South that is problematic. And that's Dave Canales, who is calling plays for the Buccaneers this season for the first time in his career since he coached a high school team several years ago. And he is refusing to throw the football on first or second down. Mm. Well, a lot of what Arthur Smith was getting criticized for, right? Dave Canales, through six weeks, has attempted the fewest pass attempts league-wide on first and second down. He's dead stubborn and locked into running the football. Rashad White is 46th in yards per carry. And Dave Canales thinks that running him on first and second down, the most predictable downs for running when it's most difficult to do so, he thinks that running him, despite being 46th, is the most optimal play for the Buccaneers. And now Tampa faces this Falcons defense. It's a long-winded rant. The NFC South is a mess. I'll take the Falcons two plus two and a half because I think this Buccaneers team has so many issues on the offense, just like all the other teams within this division. Uh, so give me the Falcons, but let's keep fading the Buccaneers. So, Adam, I, I don't care how long the answer was. That analysis was uh, absolute A-plus out of you. I also, yeah, Falcons to me on a teaser this week seems to be Absolutely. a really, you like that one a lot too? Yeah, now we can get into more legs on the other side. Okay. I absolutely am with you on that one. Yeah, we'll do that. Now, the Falcons have lost by more than one score a couple times this year, but it's like to, what Adam was just saying right now. It feels to me like overall pretty solid defense. Buccaneers probably not capable of blowing out a lot of teams. Just feels to me like you can get above seven, get eight and a half with the Falcons today on a teaser. Seems pretty good. We'll find out what other legs Adam would like to go dancing with this week on a teaser and uh, three other bets that he likes in the NFL. Maybe some player props as well next year on VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. NBA starts Tuesday. The VSEN experts have been working hard, tracking all the uh, moves to help you be a smarter, better this year. Get the all-new NBA betting guide, team previews, futures, year-long player props, live betting strategies. Von Model's back. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We continue here with the Week 7 slate in the National Football League. Adam Chernoff, our guest. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Also uh, writes up a lot of content every week at the Right Angle Sports app, which you can get, obviously, today on your phone. Uh, Let's begin here, this segment, Adam, with uh, the Lions on the road against the Ravens. Baltimore back from that uh, London game a week ago against Tennessee. They're laying three here in the game. Uh, Total is now 43 pretty much across the board. Golf playing great football. There was a time and a day and an age where a couple years ago you'd come on all the time and say, golf on the road? There was a certain checklist, like he's going to throw an INT. He's played a lot better over the last couple of years. Uh, Who do you like in this game? He definitely has. Last week was his best road performance of his career, and that really stood out. Now, can he duplicate it again? My belief is no, and I like the Ravens at three here. The reason I say that is because we have a situation here where this game's going to feature a lot of wind. There's a cluster of games in the Northeast, going to be very windy. We're north of 20 miles per hour for sustained wind, and the Lions have issues within the backfield too. So I don't think Goff is going to be able to throw it as effectively as what he did last week, which was very impressive. And you have a situation where we're very likely without Montgomery. Uh, Gibbs is not 100%. And Reynolds in the backfield, too, for the Lions, banged up as Mm -hmm. well. On the other side, uh, it's Lamar Jackson with his legs in an offense that's right on the cusp of really breaking out. And Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Lions, following the Chiefs game in week one, had a kind of animated press conference. He's a fun guy to watch in his media appearances. He talked about how his scheme really struggles defending mobile quarterbacks. If you look back at the Lions last year, some massive games allowed to true mobile quarterbacks, let Mahomes run for a ton in week one. I think we see Lamar have a pretty big game when needed within this spot. So give me the Ravens minus three. I just like the offense better here for Baltimore in these conditions. All right, sounds good. Uh, We agree on this one. I think it could get ugly in Seattle. Seattle on a teaser, straight survivor. Uh, Arizona's been uh, blown out in the last three games in the second half, and uh, Dobbs has struggled the last couple weeks. Does Geno and and Seattle get right here at home? Definitely. I think so. Like you mentioned, teasers too. Seattle teased down. We talked about Atlanta before the break. I think you can include this in there as well. We'll talk about one more that you can pair up for a three-teamer. But when we're looking here with Seattle at home, a couple things stand out to me. First of all, We saw last week Seattle was able to get to those three wide receiver sets that they wanted to run in the offseason. Part of the issue was they couldn't really run the full offense that they wanted because of the O-line injuries to the tackles. So they've had to play the first couple games of the season with extra tight ends to help block. 
Last week, we saw them go from the first games that they've played in the season, 22nd in three wide receiver set usage. Last week, they were 10th league-wide. Jackson Smith and Jigba, much more important and a bigger piece of the offense. And so I think we see Seattle continue with this. They moved the ball comfortably last week. They just couldn't get it in the end zone, yeah. like we were talking in the first part of the segment here. And I think this week, again, you get the Arizona defense. Teams have been moving up and down the field. Seattle, no issues here. On the other side, guys, something to keep a note of. The Seahawks, top three against the run. Their secondary has been a little bit slow to start the season. However, last week was the first time that they had all five expected day one starters on the field. There's been nothing but great subjective comments coming out of this defense so far this week. I think the Seahawks defense is a unit to watch. And the Cardinals with no ground game without James Conner, I think they really struggle to move the football. So Seattle in kind of the 28 to 14 style of game, I think they get a win here and cover pretty comfortably. Okay, here comes a hold your nose play. Uh, so you're going to mention it with a, te- a teaser as well. Take us through your thought process here with the Bears. They've lost 10 in a row at home. How ugly it's been. And you don't have fields. The Division Two kid going against either O'Connell or Hoyer. Why Why the Bears plus the points? Uh, not only is it a hold-your-nose game, it's a close your eyes and plug your ears and stay away from the TV when this one's on because it's going to be <laughs> ugly in every way. But, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the Raiders here, and in a lot of aggregate rankings, in a lot of sort of 1-32 to 32 stat aggregations as well, there's not a huge difference between the Bears and the Raiders. And we have a spot now where the Raiders – With a backup quarterback, I think it's more likely Hoyer than O'Connell based on how Hoyer played last week and some of the throws he made. They're now laying basically a field goal on the road. Two and a half, it's come off, but you can still find three minus 120. To me, for a team like the Raiders who don't score a ton of points, they've broken through the 18-point mark just once all season. They needed a safety to get past 20 points last week late Mm -hmm. in the game. They just don't score a lot of points, and they're facing a Bears secondary that got all their starters back a week ago. I, I just, in in con, kind of adverse conditions with a little bit of wind, kind of ugly weather going across the country to play a defense that's getting healthier, laying points. They don't score a lot, and the Raiders make everything easy for opposing offenses. Super short total. It's ugly. Got to take the Bears here. I just can't justify the Raiders laying this price with a backup on the road. Follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Adam Chernoff, his podcast is called The Simple Handicap. When are you expecting some regression with these totals? Everybody's been talking about the unders, rightfully so, coming in. Uh, you mentioned this when we first brought you on, uh, you know, 20 minutes ago. Uh, the Saints, uh, they stayed under for like, it was a crazy streak that they were on every game until last night, saw so on over there. I know we're going to get some weather this week, but is this week to maybe say, you know what, I can't bet these anymore, or I, I go over because they're so low at this point? Yeah, I, I don't think I'm at the point where I'm just firing in overs blindly on games just based on the fact only that the totals are too low. I mean, we're getting close when you start to look at some of these. And in the mid-30s, we're seeing some games lined in the 30s that aren't necessarily weather impacted. Yeah. And so, again, like this is just been a weird start to the year where we're still getting those unders early season at the same rate we did a year ago but these totals have been adjusted down so far and it's just a matter of are we going to see some of these red zone drives convert into touchdowns are we going to stop seeing a lot of kind of the weirdness late in games where teams that are putting up big numbers on the scoreboard or on the stat sheet are able to, to match it on the scoreboard there's just been a lot of really weird and odd games to start so I, I just don't know if I'm there yet. A lot of bad quarterback play, a lot of bad yep. O-line play. We're getting close. If these creep down any lower, it's going to be really tough to start looking under non-weather-impacted games that are in, like, the 36 to 38 range if this is kind of the standard that's going to maintain going forward. But uh, just not there yet. It's been a weird season so far, for sure. Yeah. Also, if I see shotgun again on third and inches or fourth and inches from anywhere on the field, I'm going to so lo- lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah, so much of it. And they, I think part of it's hesitation because we've seen some QBs get hurt at times off of those plays. You think Daniel Jones recently, the Chiefs struggling in short yardage, their bottom four in the league because they haven't run a sneak with Mahomes in four seasons. Mm-hmm. So a lot of teams are kind of adapting that mentality. A lot of teams struggling to try and replicate what Philadelphia is doing too, and the Eagles benefiting from a good offensive line there. So that's um, really standing out for sure too. You're seeing a lot of that, especially down at the goal line. you got them 
five, six yards in the backfield. I don't get it. Do you have any questions? I have one, and it's seeking your expertise on this because I don't know if there's two guys who are better qualified to handle it. I, I've got into the book. I've read, I've read the book. How do you suggest that me and the wife approach a three-and-a-half-hour movie with Killers at a Flower Moon coming out? I heard you guys yeah. with Roper. I'm excited for it. Yeah. What are you doing for a three-and-a-half-hour session in the theater? Can, is, is there tips there? Because this is a long one. Oh boy! In the theater, that while well, the movie runtime is going to three hours, how do you get through this? It's kind of a battle. That's a great question. You got to be careful with the what you drink. Well, right. That's what I'm worried about. Is yeah. there? Do you like plan the mid movie intermission to run out and reload? Do yeah. you go in just non hydrated and so, try to survive? I really want to see the movie, but I I I don't know if I can do three hours in a theater sitting. Adam, I used to take pride yeah. in never missing a second of any movie that I would go to at the theater. I would, it doesn't matter how bad I had to go. I'm not doing it. I was okay with that. As I've gotten older, I can't do it anymore. Like Mission Impossible, I went to. It's like two hours, 45 minutes. I only had like a couple of sips out of a Diet Coke. I'm like halfway through. I, I can't do it anymore. I had to go. I'm with you. Are you guys going to Are you guys going to Killers of the Flower Moon or I think, no? I think I kind of have to. I mean, with this cast, uh, Scorsese, right? I mean... I didn't know it was that long. No, neither did I. You have to get the one where the, the, the seat reclines all the way. That's to. a non-negotiable. If you're sitting you in the to. old rigid ones with the hardback, there's no way you're making it yep. through no, three hours. Forget it. But this is this is a beast of a movie. But I'm looking forward to it. But I don't know if it's a wait and get it at home so there's no pressure. Or do you, or do you risk it going well, to the theater and, yeah. and also, stuff good in the middle? For you, I mean, you don't take a breather from the NFL pretty much the entire season. How are you going to squeeze it in when games are going on or during the week when you might miss something? Tonight's kind of the perfect window with how it's setting up, but I just I don't know if I can commit to three plus hours in a theater. I don't blame you. I really don't. Sure. You might you might need to wait until that one comes at home. That's it's a tough one. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out tonight. All right, buddy. Great stuff as always. We appreciate it. Good luck this week. Thanks, guys. Enjoy week seven. Podcast. Simple handicap on Twitter. He's at Adam Chernoff as well. We'll recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. Sports betting in win some, lose some. All right, all the props. Recap everything from last night. Etienne, first touchdown, plus 550. And to score twice, plus 650. He's hot the yeah, last couple weeks. Yep, defensive or special teams touchdown, yes, plus 260. Successful two-point conversion, yes, plus 240. Astros, this year, Globe Life Field, 8-1. and one. They've won five in a row in Texas. They've outscored Texas by 39 runs. They're 18 and three overall. Last 21 on the road. They're going to do this. Yes. Down 0-2. Are they going to go to Texas and take three in a row? I like them again today. They have no problems hitting in that ballpark, and it appears uh, the Texas rotation is spooked as well. Abreu hit a home run plus 360. Here's what you were talking about. We are really getting carried away here. Yep. Seager plus 250 did a home run. Can't bet that. Plus 250. It's too low. What? Yeah. I don't care. It's hard I mean, to do. Right. I mean, the only guy that you could consider betting at a small number would be Alvarez at this point. Right. And that is, again, that continues to be plus money over one and a half total bases, oh. which I can't understand. The Daily K prop, most strikeouts, fought plus 250 with the game of his life. And the Phillies couldn't hit. Boy, they were really talking him up on the broadcast uh, yesterday. Big time. His stuff is electric. He can do this. This is the, like, what wh- have yeah, you know. seen? Yeah, ERA is six. I don't know. He hadn't shown it at all in his career. James Madison, Marshall under 52 down to 49. Easy winner. Nashville plus 165 buried the Rangers. Flyers plus 155 took care of the Oilers. Carolina 5 and 0 to the over this year. Here's the scores 5 3, 6 5, 6 3, 6 3. 7-4. The gift that keeps on giving. Vegas wins again. The Golden Knights are 5-0. They're the first defending champ to start a season with five wins since Gretzky's Oilers in 85-86. That is awesome. 
Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. I promise Andre will get it up later today at Paulie Does Vegas on Instagram. The good boy knows the drill here. You know, the guy comes in a little sweeping, got to clean up, right? And I got the, the shoes on. Okay, the husky picks up the footwear, puts it in his mouth, right? And then he bugs the guy next to him, bumps him. Hey, can you do the same? The guy's trying to sweep. He's got to pick up. Can you can you move your your shoes here? Yeah, that, that, a smart guy, right? Look at him. He's, he's, he puts do, the huh? yeah, puts the shoes in his mouth, and then tells the, his uh, buddy next to him, "Come on, follow suit here. You know the drill." This is exactly like when my uh, I'm at the house, and Lorraine is going to go on an eight-hour cleaning session. Uh-huh. Let me get that uh, basket out of your way, and then I'll go. Bye-bye. See you later. <laughs> Look at him. Look at that. it's got the arrow on him. I got it. He, uh, it's not his first rodeo. That's great. House porn. We love it. Good follow on X. Oh, wow. Like something right out of a movie. Now that is awesome. Comes looks like, like Tony Stark's house a little bit. In the middle of nowhere, but you see overlooking the water, and then you have your own majestic pool, and that is... Uh... That's great. And then let's go to New York City. That's pretty decent. With a penthouse. Hot tub? That's a swimming pool. Look at this. That's the biggest hot tub I've ever seen. And he, what is that, the Empire State Building? What a view. And then that is, look at that thing. You can put 10 people in that hot tub. I saw recently that a penthouse in New York, This is, it came across like on TikTok or whatever. Some guy was showing it with a drone. It was uh, nine figures. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? A couple lose some. James, is this going to happen with James Madison? They win again. They're 7-0 and straight up. Not only no conference title game. Sure. They can't even play in a bowl game. I thought the announcers were great last night about, can we fix this? Can, can, the, can the conference come in and say, what are you going to do? We don't care. These guys at least are going to play in our conference title game. No, in college basketball, even if you're not eligible, you can still play in the conference. You can still play. In the championship right, yeah. game, right? You just can't get the automatic bid. Rick, uh, yeah. Uh, here's, uh, this is a tough wake up. I mean, this has got to be a shock to the system with some loose up. First of all, we'll go to the food protest with the cat. I'm in. It's a video. I just back and forth with the paw on the bowl, which is empty, and the gal's fixing some food on the counter with her back toward the cat, and the cat's just rocking back with the paw on the empty bowl until the owner acknowledges and he realizes, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm empty here. I'm hungry." Like, let's go. Something, Come right? on. Yep. That's bad. That's uh, and that goes on and on and on. It's uh, you're gonna keep ignoring me, okay? I'm gonna keep doing it until you feed me, right? It's like the dog video where he actually picks up the bowl with his mouth Throws and throws it. it, right? We got the lion. There it is. She looks. You got the lion video. I mean, look at this. Waking up in the hotel and outside your room. <laughs> look who's staring at you. Uh, Boy, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I feel a lot of different emotions at that time. Well, you, you kind of know what you're getting into yeah, if you right, go to a yeah. place like this and stay at a hotel. Yeah, I mean. right. Sure. That's wild. We cover it all here. Excellent. NBA starts Tuesday. All four major sports in action. No better time of the year to be a sports better. Sign up now. Get full VEASAN Pro access. Everything we do through May 1st for $120. Daily best bets. A limited access to the betting splits. VEASAN.com slash subscribe through May 1st. Sign up now. There you go. There you have it. There's a couple of good tweets uh, yesterday about that it's not that crazy that Jacksonville could play Detroit in the Super Bowl. And I know that's a, a future ticket that we got with our tip jar with the pizzeria mm-hmm. that somebody had this. I think that'd be a hell of a game. The way, you, the way Detroit's fun to watch. Jacksonville's entertaining. Uh, certainly Lawrence didn't look Hobbled or compromised last night. Let him in rushing yards. Yeah, agreed. How good. Now, the problem was Peterson sat on the lead after the pick six. What happened? And then some funky play calling. But you see they have their weapons. I mean, how explosive is Kirk? And they couldn't get Ridley involved, but NTN's been great. And uh, great job by Jacksonville to get off the mat here. Now five and two after getting housed at home by the Texans. And what to do with the Saints, my God. I mean, that, that Chernoff statement that last night they, they ran more plays in the red zone than the Steelers have all year. But it's just well, it's what Kamara I mean, could have from a, a reception standpoint when it's all said and done. If Carr continues to be the quarterback, he missed three games. He could still end up with 120 yeah. catches this year. Uh, at one point during, yeah, he's on pace for like 146 catches now, for 700 plus yards. Which that's, uh-huh. huh? What? And I, 
again, I, I won't even qualify some of those as checkdowns. It's like he no, he's dropping back to pass. He's only going to one guy. It's going to go to Kamara. Uh, that guy just... Calm down, Carr. Yelling at everybody. Every play? Yes. Losing his mind. And uh, like, Alave's already sick and tired of it. So Yeah, you could tell. The body language there, not good. I'd like to see him go up-tempo and go hurry-up. Um, they certainly have weapons, but uh, tough one for the Saints. As a reminder here, always shop around. Make sure you have several different outs. I'm looking at anytime touchdown numbers right now. Raheem Mostert has 11 so far on the year, right? He's on pace for 31 touchdowns. My guess is he won't finish with 31 touchdowns. Uh, I'm looking at one spot right now, Paul. He's minus 165 to score. Book number two has him at plus 102. Wow. A 67-cent difference. One of those still plus money odds. Now, it's Philadelphia's defense. They don't give up a ton running. But plus 102 on Raheem Mostert compared to minus 165. I think just based on that alone, plus 102 is worth a bet. Yep. And we saw that also when we talked about uh, updated win totals. Here's what the difference is. Who do you like in that game? The Eagles game? You're, you're I bet still, the Eagles. Still still same? Yeah, okay. Now, so here's the here's the difference, though, too. They're not offering a yes-no on this, right? So in a perfect world, you'd be able to grab plus 102 on the yes, and then uh, in that spot where it's minus 165, they would offer a plus money on the no. Just bet them both equally, uh, spread it out, do the math on it until you would make money on both sides of that. Um, I do. This game reminds me a little bit of the Buffalo game for Miami. Because they've had one true test right. so far this year. That's right. And they lost by four touchdowns. Um, I don't think that's going to happen again. However, the Phillies, uh, the, the Eagles off of that loss, they gave that game away, by the way, to the Jets. As we've documented several times so far in the show this week. Yeah, Hurts was terrible. Yeah, and what they're facing, like this step up in competition, it's not, I mean, Paul, they are averaging almost 500 yards of offense per game. It's 105 more, basically, than Philadelphia. It's the biggest gap in the history of the NFL, if if it would close the season like this. Right. Well, both things can be true. You're a very good team and dangerous, but you haven't played anybody. Which Yeah, yeah. Your five wins are against the teams with a combined 5-24 and record. Oh, yikes. And then Raiders coming up and the Patriots coming up, too, at home. So it's also easy for Miami. And then certainly going to New York to take on the Jets isn't that bad on Black Friday. But... It's a great game on Sunday night. Oh, it's really good. And we need it because next week it's Chicago and the Chargers. Yeah, they're going to have, we have like a bunch of uh, primetime duds on paper anyway, where it's like, please flex out of this game. You have it in the, in your rules. You can flex out. How about you use it once in a while? I'd be livid if I was NBC. Livid that I'm stuck with this game with a second string division two quarterback. Don't you think uh, like they should have been making phone calls? Please. Sure. Get us out of this game. Give us anything else, basically. In-pocket plays are up next. What we are betting this week coming up here and follow the money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these games. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. All right, winner with the Astros again. It's incredible what they've done on the road this year and what they've done in that ballpark. Again, 18 and 3 straight up last 23 on the road, 8 and 1 this year at Globe Life. Five, the last five against them, they're plus 39 run differential. Saints, Jags under 41 and a half. Game doing it. A 15 and one under run with the Saints. Over. And uh, the pick six did me in there in that game as well. And that uh, flew over the total. Adding the Ravens. Like them against the Lions. The only thing that gives me a pause would be the uh, coming off the London without the bye. Which again, at the last 14 times it's happened. 13 times the team has trailed or been tied in the fourth quarter. Didn't get Jacksonville, though, against the Colts, although Minshew kept throwing interceptions. Coming right back with the Astros today. That's a day game. Don't get caught with your pants down. 2 o'clock Pacific. Huge game five. Verlander against Montgomery. Can't get away from the road record and how they play and hit, hit, hit in that ballpark. So we'll see if Montgomery's up to it as Verlander, with both of them were good in game one. And then what we gave out earlier, there's a lot going on here, but again, continuing to pound the unders in the NFL. This has moved Atlanta-Tampa under 40. Buckeyes lane four. Franklin's got to prove it to me. Six point three, uh, three teams, six-point tees. Bama, Bills, and Seahawks. Stockport in League Two. They haven't lost since late August, laying $1.80 against Grimsby Town. Top of the table. Our friends in League One, Cheltenham Town, back in action. They've scored once once the entire season in 14 matches under two and a half against Cambridge Championship League the league below the Premier League Sheffield Wednesday Watford under two and a half Sheffield Wednesday two goals in their last eight matches been a tough go they're at the bottom of the table go on to with that one there you have it All right, lengthy card Okay, so Altuve got there on the first at-bat of the game last night. Over one and a half bases, plus 115 came in. Simeon only had one hit. It was a single. Put other balls in play. Could not get that extra base. So uh, split those, but won a little bit with the juice. And then Saints minus one. Had no business whatsoever, in my opinion, having the ball tied at 24 with a chance to maybe win the game. I tweeted, Allen must go for the win. Do you think he would have or gone to overtime? I think he would have gone for two. How about the Foster Moreau drop? Yeah, it was bad. Big and bad. So, But you see the success they have when they run that hilt stuff inside the 5-4 yard line. I mean, that's... They wanted Cardinal on the field. It's amazing. The first and goal. It really is. Yeah. Okay, so teaser this week. Atlanta, you can find these around minus 120. Again, shop around. Atlanta plus eight and a half, Seahawks minus one and a half, a two-team teaser that I like this week. And, okay, so this is absolutely bonkers. As I was saying in the previous segment, the Raheem Mostert anytime touchdown at plus money odds, I have to bet that on principle. Several reasons why. Again, he has 11 touchdowns through six games. It's the fifth most in the history of the league. He's on pace for 31. Mm -hmm. They're on pace for the highest scoring team and the most yards in the history of the league. Yeah. Now, I get it. Good Eagles defense, but here's the reason why I'm betting this. 
since I told you last segment it was plus 102, well, other people are shopping around. They found plus 110. Guess what else I, f- I found on this? He's minus 150 at DK. He's minus 165 in another spot. I'm looking right now, Raheem Mostert, minus 225 at yet a fifth book. Oh, come on. As high as minus 225 to score. And yeah, you can grab, I did plus 102 and other books not in the Vegas jurisdiction. I'm wow. seeing plus 110. This is, this is crazy. This is like uh, first touchdown of the game score. Probably. Yes, it is. Oh, those are all over the place. Yeah. So and, and big th- movements. This is uh, right. like the old days here in Las Vegas uh-huh. when books that have an opinion on, on their own, when they would post different numbers. And everything wouldn't just be copy and paste? I told you, uh, like the Monday night, Thursday night games, the differences in longest touchdown of the game prop, I've seen 39 and a half and 33 and a half in the same game. Uh, longest touchdown prop. So, uh, good, wild. And the Eagles. Sunday and you know, night, that's, that, yeah, Eagles pendy minus two and a half. That's a bet that if I lose, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. Sure. Very good. Um, okay, so Survivor this week. Yep. Do you know what you're going to do yet? Seahawks on one. And then um, debating on the other one. Debating what I'm going to do. Again, uh, get up to DraftKings. Get that offer. $200. Bet five. Get $200. No sweat. Same game parlay every day as well. Code follow. Promo code follow. Incredible menu, which we talked about uh, an hour and a half ago. The tight end props. Will a quarterback throw for 500 yards? 200 yards rushing or receiving touchdown in all six early games field goal by every team field goal in every early game anything you want anything you can think of great menu mlb playoffs and the nfl up at DraftKings. bet five dollars get 200 instantly in bonus bets code follow i yep. love yeah i love this prop this week it's called the national tight end day prop under weekly specials on the DK app or the website. So the first tight end to score a touchdown in the 1 p.m. Eastern games on Sunday. We talked about this earlier. Detroit happens to be the worst team from a fantasy perspective anyway against tight ends. They've allowed the most fantasy points to the position the entire year. 0.3 touchdowns per game. Mark Andrews is plus 650. That's an early game. And uh, two other tight ends because of the matchup here. The Raiders are not great against the tight end. Neither are the Bears. Same game. Cole Komet, 14-1 for the uh, Bears' first touchdown out of the tight ends this week, or Michael Meyer, 25-1 for the Raiders. Very good. Got to go Alvarez over one and a half total bases, too, today. Plus money. Is it plus money again? Well, well yeah, it was yesterday. Oh. How can that be? Got to keep riding that guy, too. That's been great. So what flip gets switched when they go on the road? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, Dusty Baker doesn't even have answers for it. doesn't make any sense. I can, I can understand, like, one ballpark, certainly, why you, you, you see a ball so well or why you have so much success in a particular ballpark. But to be tw- are they 25 over now on the season? Mm-hmm. In an 18-3 and, and three run on the road? Maybe they don't see it well at home. Yeah, I don't know. It's wild. Is there anything to this that uh, they take a lot of pride going on the road because of what they put up with after the cheating scandal. So they want to go on the road now and say, huh? Now what do you think? Something. Man, man, you might have something. What are you doing in Survivor? Seahawks are available on one. That's an excellent point by Mike Palm about, yeah, if you got multiple left, everyone's going to use Seattle. So yeah. if you lose, you, you would give up an entry. Yeah, he pointed for, for out. 85% of the field getting knocked out. Of the, uh, we have around 1,800 people left in the Circus Survivor pool. Mike said yesterday on the air about 1,500 have the Seahawks left. He threw out, what do you say, 1,000, 1,200 would be on Seattle? I would, I would think so. This is a tough week with a lot of bye weeks and a lot of shit. Look at the spreads in these games. Oh, I know it. And, and again, yeah. weather could be a factor in a lot of this stuff, a lot of these games. And, again, the quarterback play. You have so yeah. many games that are within three points. I think it's nine out of the uh, remaining games that we have within three points of the spread. It's the most going back. It's happened 10 times before occasionally, but not very often. Yeah. Let's also see if the unders keep coming in. 60% on the season and 13-2 and two last week. We started off with an over and uh, several games got pounded. But then again, we got wind and as we talked about too and, and uh, some backup quarterbacks out well, there. What do you think of uh, Lou Finacaro's angle earlier yeah. today? He said some of these, uh, and he threw out the games, but he said like three of the games where the totals are already so low on a three-team 10-point teaser to go all over. 
So you're going to get games at like 25, 27 to go over on that. <laughs> I don't hate that idea. Can you imagine if you have over 23 or something, you can't get there. And that's the one. <laughs> but again, that's kind of like based on principle, all right? Uh, yeah. Because you, you're, yeah. you've been waiting now all year long for it to be rock bottom with these totals. And suddenly you think this might be the week. Yeah. Okay. Now I got to tease them up. I can't get past some of these numbers. Patriots averaging 12 points per game. Raiders averaging 16 points per game. Atlanta. And they're 3-3. Three three. Yes, Pittsburgh, 15 points per game. It's wild. I mean, you take out the safety. The Raiders haven't scored 20 points yet in a game. Yeah. And backup quarterbacks collide in that matchup in Chicago. So. Hey, something to point out again today with the uh, two baseball games. With how aggressive Altuve and Simeon are, first pitch swinging, the first plate appearance props up at DK as well, where you can bet on the exact outcome. Oh, they are ready to go. Both guys are ready. So oh, they, they can't wait. Clo- if it's close, they're hacking. Oh, yeah. It's like, that, did that kid lead off? What was th- okay, was the second? That kid with the weird name with the, uh, Houston. He swings at everything. Dubon? Too. Dubon, thank you. Yeah. Swings at everything. Go oh, ahead. yeah. Sorry. No, but I mean, that's interesting to maybe, because like an in-play out right. is the odds-on favorite. They're pr- good chance they're going to be hacking. They do it a, oh, a huge percentage of the time. If you missed any of the show, you can go back and search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast and find it there. Have a great weekend. We'll see you. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.